0: So it seems appropriate to um, place some foundational references for this uh, session together the foundational references um, that I'm using um, so I think if I try to clarify them what, I'm, what I am really mean also which is a theory that you can actually experience for yourself you get that clear then things all move along a lot more smoothly and more uh, comprehensively, to be able to understand more fully what's being talked about. So, first thing I really think I need to expand on is the term energy you know, often energy is associated with doing things we do things with energy, energetically and uh, you know, everything we do, we do with a certain amount of energy uh, so we very much associate energy with the application of energy So energy as something we apply to what we're doing And by and large this energy, yes, application energy, gets very much uh, uh, conditioned by what you're doing right? So what you do affects Yeah. So for example, you're doing uh, a lot of um, high-speed work, your energy is going to move very fast if you're doing uh, you know, if you're doing gymnastics then your energy is going to come into your body isn't it? then you know? you're learning things, your energy first of all moves fairly slowly trying to figure things out and it starts moving fast trying to understand what's happening you know? when we arrive somewhere new, first of all we feel disoriented What's going on? So there's a kind of restless quality of our minds. Of, what's this? What's that? How's this? And what's that? What's that about? And what do I need to know? I've forgotten something. So the energy moves around, doesn't it? So the sense of the movement of energy is very much conditioned by the situations that we find ourselves in. And of course, by and large, for most people, our energy is conditioned by work. Work is the important thing uh, to get our money, our wages, and, uh, and clearly work is geared up to a particular model where productivity is important and getting things done as fast as possible, effectively as possible, is very important. You know, so it's a particularly, so there's often a driven quality to it. We call it goal orientation. You know, to arrive at a certain point, as promptly as possible, yeah. So, so that application is like that, isn't it? Yeah. it's not leisurely. <laughs> it's not reflectively. It's, it's a driven quality to it. So application. If we're doing this kind of thing, working for you know, I don't know, eight hours a day, sometimes longer. Yeah, for five days a week, six days a week, for. I don't know, 50 weeks a year? That's a powerful conditioning, isn't it? That conditions your your energy in terms of application, conditions your energy to be of that nature, because that's the system you're using. That's the way you use it. The meditation doesn't use that. It's not going to go, because that quality is not calm or reflective. It's not supposed to be car reflective, it's supposed to be speedy and non-reflective You don't want to contemplate the nature of the universe while you're doing the... <laughs> or how you feel about a particular engine when you're fixing it You want to just get the thing done So uh, any reflection is really based upon how well am I doing? Am I doing this quickly enough? Am I doing it well enough? So it's also the reflection itself way of consideration is also affected by our work Are we doing it well enough? Are we doing it as good as we're supposed to do? Are we doing it as good as the next person? Are we doing it well enough so we don't get the senior person in charge looking at us disapprovingly and maybe we get fired for not doing it right or something like that. So there's a certain amount of apprehension there and competition, and goal orientation and even a quality of uh, fear fear of getting it wrong and those all affect, uh, have their effects you know, you know. so we should be careful with this but now energy itself is not it's different from application if you like energy to electricity for example you can do many things with electricity you could run a heater, electric fan, a computer a bus, you could, you could run a power tool, you could use a laser beam, you can use so you can have a very strong fierce energy, give you electric shock, you could um, drive a turbine with it, you could drive a car with it, you could also turn a light on with it, a number of things you can apply it to. And also if you switch the lights off, the electricity is still there, isn't it? you know you, you cut the cable you get a shock it's still wired up <laughs> but then it's just sitting just resting resting so that's the application and there's the basic that which is applied that which is applied we call energy the application we call effort in you know, slightly different terms you know uh, so so, beginning to uh, realizing, energy is the nature of all living systems. Have an energy in them; it's vitality, the life force. So, plants have energy. They, they grow, they move, they are able to metabolize. That takes energy. You know, transfer sunlight and make um, veget vegetation out of sunlight and rain. There's something happening there. We breathe in and out. Breathing out takes energy, something has to get the body to do that, if it's dead it doesn't do it. So something is happening that's pushing the muscles to get the muscles to draw, in it, to draw breath in and out, and as it does so we feel vitality, without it we feel struggling, lack of it. So energy is both, it's natural, it's organic, it's there in the human inner, in our bodies it's the basic life force we might say and it, um, it gets programmed so bodily program essentially is to do this process of transforming raw materials into more energy, it takes food, digests it breaks down its lumps of physical matter into quality, vitality, cell repair and so forth, it metabolizes. It respires, it takes in air, breathes it in, breathes it out, and stores it up in the lungs to mix it with carbon dioxide so we get the right amount. It's just comfortable. Yeah. So, it's doing that, it's happening all the time, we don't have to dis- ask it to do it, it does it. When it gets hot, body produces sweat, it's cold, the body shivers, that takes energy to do that. When you feel sick, your energy goes down, you can't function, get older it gets more difficult to walk, move around, then eventually it finishes in dead. (laughs) What happened? Somebody switched the power off, so just being alive takes energy. There it is. Now, so if we really uh, bear this in mind before you go into application of energy, of energy effort, begin to contemplate and purify and fully uh, regenerate your energy. Why is this necessary? Because of application. Now, if we run start running, the body says, okay you're running, we're going to pump the breath harder. It does that. Pump it harder. Run, 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 run. So, okay, that means the body automatically as you run, the body get, picks up the signal, more energy needed, okay, we'll pump. Pump, 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 pump. When you get to where you need to go, you stop, and the breath gradually calms down. The body says, okay, we've got enough, finished. Right, do that. So the body Energy source. There's an intelligence there that moderates energy. So he goes now, put a lot more effort in, and now finish the effort, switch it off, and stop running. Ah. If only the mind would do that. Enough thinking for today. Yes, let's quiet down. Enough planning for today. That's just, that's enough of that. Huh. Oh, Peaceful. Mind doesn't know how to do it. So because of course the uh, human beings, the mind, is the doer. <coughs> and when we're into working and functioning and figuring things out, and talking and planning and planning the dinner and cooking the meal and watching television and deciding what we do tomorrow, the mind is still okay, I need more energy. Keep going, keep going, keep going. It never says you've got to the end of the race. Does it? You never got to the end of the race. With the body you run, you stop, body knows you finish running, stop. The mind never stops running. It may run stop from going full speed to half speed turn a few corners but it's go uphill and downhill essentially it's always running so that's energy going into into the mind so the mind feeds on energy the body feeds on energy the body knows when to stop the mind doesn't (laughs) because the mind can always create it uses its energy to create more things to apply itself to this is this is called Tanha, Bhavatanha. You know, it creates, it uses energy to create more ideas to get activated by. It's like an addiction. tanha, becoming. I'm okay now, so let's plan the future. Why? Oh, you've got to. But why? Well, I mean, you know, can't be responsible. There's all kinds of reasons the mind comes up with to justify. Okay, well, could you stop it maybe just for ten minutes then? Um, yeah, sure. Um, oh, reminds me. Just, I'll do that in a little while. it's got this to do first, then I'll stop. <laughs> How about five minutes? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great idea. Just stop. I'll just need to sort this out first, and then I'll stop. <laughs> Get it <laughs> How many thinks more things? Do? It doesn't know how to do it. So the energy gets kind of trapped in this quality called bhava becoming creative energy becoming and tanha, which means a kind of a thirst. I feel a bit funny if I'm not occupied with something i feel so nervous i'm not thinking i feel my life isn't fulfilling enough i should be thinking something planning something inventing something don't just become dull this kind of strange nagging sense and a lot of it a lot of the craving a lot of this application is around a particular focus which is the other aspect of becoming it's called myself and this thing requires constant application <coughs> it's like a jelly that never sets Yeah, it's like <coughs> but then it starts to collapse again you pick it up and it starts to go wobbly. You pick it up, firm it up, then it kind of collapses again, you pick it up, then it's too high. You put it down it's too low uh, in this self. So a lot of that energy is involved with trying to become a solid, perfect, high quality, approvable, peaceful, Comfortable, desirable, interesting, brilliant, knowledgeable, attractive, witty, charismatic, acceptable, self. (laughs) With just a little more effort, I could do that. Just tidy that bit up. I don't like that bit. I want more of that bit. So, so this requires constant application, so the mind never rests in terms of it's spent time creating itself, creating a self. Itself could of course be um, sublimated. My garden, my car, my clothes, my hair. It's not necessarily me, but mine. If I drive that Rubbishy old car around. People think I'm really a tramp, so I better get a decent one. And so it's an it's an extension of myself. You know, my clothes are a mess. I really get some more thing, more old fashioned. I'll seem like an old fashioned, out of touch, has been. Get something sharp and zappy. Some nice clothes that everybody else is wearing. Because the clothes represent me, don't they? So in this way, even when we're not dealing with this immaterial self, we sublimate it onto material objects. Yeah. Or things like status, fame, repute. Mm. Good, yeah. Nobody wants to be number fifty-three. I want to be number one in something. Mm. Excellence. These things, and again, these things are never realisable because they are themselves they're illusory. This year's fashions will be next year's out of date. And this, then one of the reasons why this, this quality is so incessant trying to make things uh, comfortable and put so much energy into it is because of another very fundamental feature in the real experience called feeling. Right? Pleasant and painful. And we all know about physical pleasure and pain. But much more important than that, the one that overrides everything is psychological, mental pleasure and pain. And what we don't want, we really don't want, is psychological pain. I don't want to be blamed. I don't want to be looked down upon. I don't want to be seen as an idiot. I don't want to be seen as unattractive. That would be so painful for me. It would hurt me. I would feel inferior, intimidated, crushed, left out, rejected. And these are terrible pains for people. And we all know how that can occur and this is the fundamental psychological pain of human beings is being rejected by other human beings and we all experience that we've all been poked, fingers pointed at, laughed at uh, seen as as too small, too fat, too tall (laughs) something or the other wrong with me and so we fear that that pain and that thing means we're constantly trying to make sure that we are okay not rejected we look for it to feel approved of so this constant process of trying to become something that is a reasonable acceptable object for other people either that or just disappear altogether that would be okay too let nobody see me let nobody notice me vanish <laughs> it's called be Baba. It's kind of like how to get out of of its being seen as anything at all, Uh, shyness or reticence. Get away from the pain of being measured and uh, approved of or disapproved of. Get out of it. But you don't get out of it, because then you're trying to constantly defend yourself from being seen. Well, you've got this big clunky body, somebody's going to see it sooner or later. (laughs) So, that doesn't work either And of course, we can still see ourselves We can see this self Something is aware of this self that's trying to make okay And so, if nobody else sees me, I see me And I don't think I'm really up to much I know those nasty thoughts I know those stupid feelings I know those weak emotions I know nobody else sees yeah. it but I do <laughs> you can't get out of that <laughs> so then keep busy doing something to, to get avoid that experience so we develop a kind of cosmetic self yeah. looks cheerful, looks comfortable looks, does all the right things to be okay To other people, and yet sometimes, still, with ease, all that something says, You're fake, you're faking you all. (laughs) Because I see this self. This is how energy gets used, and it gets used to make us suffer. Isn't that mad? and vitality, this gift we have of our life how many years, who knows this gift we have vitality ability to sense intelligence, awakeness we use it, it gets used to make ourselves miserable wow this is called avija (laughs) ignorance, not seeing And essentially what it's ignorant of is the fact that there is this sentient existence, sense consciousness, and whatever it brings with it is imperfect. It has pain in it, it's not always agreeable, and it changes, subject to change. Things go wrong with it. And the more highly sophisticated a system you have, I guess slugs don't really have big, you know, criteria for how perfect the world must be. But we like certain temperatures, and we like certain flavors, and we like certain, and we get more and more dependent upon it, Quite a degree of um, sophisticated conditions and we put a lot of energy into creating those conditions but they still pass and break down and this is the, toward the truth of dukkha the unsatisfactoriness of conditions yeah? and the hinge point of the teaching is that the unsatisfactoriness is there as an aspect of sense consciousness there is physical discomfort, yeah. And there is the nature of things to change, to break up, to not be quite complete. Yeah. To constantly need something to keep them going. Bodies need food. They don't you know, they wear out no matter what you do to them. That's that's called dukkha as a characteristic. And the point of the teaching is that there's also dukkha as a noble truth, which is a slightly different thing. Dukra's noble truth means I can suffer through not fully understanding and adapting to that. That is, if I can't manage discomfort, if I can't manage things not going the way that I want them to be, if I can't manage the fact that things change, I suffer. But if I can, manage, be spacious, be patient with things not being the way I want them to be, with things being a bit uncomfortable, with things being late, or things being too early, or things not being complete, or this other if I can get spacious enough around that and not get reactive to that, then I don't have to suffer. <laughs> and the Buddha said this one <laughs> that's that's the crack, that's the avenue to go down. It's not a very big avenue. But you can go down that, and that's the path When you go down that path, you find there's a big space at the end of it It starts to open up as you come out of identification and fixation on the sensory consciousness and That's the way it goes Now, to get back to energy So we're using energy essentially to try to fix something that can't be fixed so the and applica- this is mental, psychological bhava tanha, karma tanha, the craving for sense data and more powerfully than that bhava tanha, the craving to be something to become something, to be solid to be finished, to be perfect to things to be okay for me yeah. and the uh, the illusion in that of course is that a lot of energy is used up creating this sense of me in the first place. We don't have to don't actually have to do that. <laughs> now if that isn't done Yeah There's no target for things to land on. This may be subtle and difficult to practice with. But essentially what we're The possibility of withdrawing energy from where it's not needed, where it's actually causing us to suffer. This isn't just an intellectual thing we do, we withdraw energy from those activities that cause us suffering, and that we do compulsively without even realizing we're doing it. It's a reflex. And the practice could be one where things you imagine are completely fixed And the way I am, because they're habitual reflexes First of all, you get to know them Then you get to be aware of them Then you get to see how they work And where they take you to And then you begin to see I can just switch off that bit Relax that bit Let go of that little bit and gradually what happens is the reflex starts to slow down And then you have a choice And you could oh, oh, I don't have to go that way I don't have to have an opinion yeah? and This is checking that reflex We have to know where they are And because these reflexes very much become a myself, which I'm trying to make solid, what I'm trying to make solid is actually my suffering, the causes of suffering. I'm trying to make these sets of reflexes and habits into something that's solid, permanent and arriving at satisfaction. And it doesn't do it. The possibility then is, instead of constantly imagining it's oneself, beginning to understand this is a not a self, but a set of conditions or reflexes called attachment, clinging. It's mine. This is mine. I am. I am. I'm not. Yes, I am. That's me, I'm thinking, I'm doing, I've got to, I can't, I always, I never, sometimes it is, sometimes it's always that, what's happening? There's a blind blur. And it takes something like experimenting with hearing the sound of a bell, a very evocative sound. Dong. Most people, that's telephones, car horns, doorbell needs to answer it. That's what it says, answer it, respond. This is really not too difficult. You hear the sound, okay? Pause. Unhook the reflex. This is kind of like something that's not too difficult to do, but you're beginning to recognize that possibility at that level. What's happened? Instead, the energy, the sound of that bell, Touching a nerve somewhere in your consciousness, or an activation, and the energy rushing up—it starts and it pauses and turns down. Right? It goes. You, you hear the sound. It oh, just—it's just quiet. You can do it. Everybody can do that. Right? In other words, that which was an immediate response is something you have some control over, and you can. What is it that? goes down. What is it that, instead of running up, runs down? That's energy. And as it turns off, you see. Hmm. Now I don't have to jump up in the air as I hear a bell. I could do, but I don't have to. You begin to control the reflex. And you see the result. What is it that changed? Sound occurred, knowing the sound, understanding the sound means it's, you know, means something, it's a signal. What changed? All the perception was there, the understanding was there, the ear faculty was there, the energy changed. And it changed through a particular um, intention intention instead of being to act was to deliberately unact to disengage that that that, quali- that special function to disengage this is one that uh, the mind rarely knows much about. It's not that I don't understand it, it's not that I have aversion to it, it's not that I have an opinion about it, I'm just choosing to disengage, just to exercise the ability to disengage and let the energy relax. Now it could be when you hear the sound and you don't act, you think, what am I supposed to do, what am I supposed to do, how long is this silence going to go on for? Why are we doing this, what's, what's the point of doing all this then? Is there something wrong with the sound? Well, how long are we to sit for? Then your energy hasn't been really disengaged, as it's you start to try to figure out why this is, why we're doing this. So you may have disengaged the action, but the energy is still do something, do something, do something. Is it possible just to completely do nothing? It's a struggle, actually, and that that tells you something, doesn't it? Why is it so difficult to do nothing? The mind feels, well, um, yeah, okay, that's interesting. I've done nothing for a good. It's been a minute. I've done nothing. Um, uh, You know, uh, weather, people, something to. I didn't come here to do nothing, I came here to meditate, and um, I feel funny, because you're not able to create a self out of it, you've lost yourself, your self doesn't like that, oh, well, I've got to get... Self is built around activity. So not having this thing where I can orient when well, I'm doing it well or not well or quickly or as good as she is or on time or the same as everybody else or in a proper Buddhist way of doing it, a polite way of doing it or vigorous... No, I'm not doing it at all. Well, I don't know where I am. I feel funny, disoriented. Good, good, good. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> That's a space you want to open up. as if you just could it be peaceful with a trembling, because something's unusual. First of all, we don't, we don't feel good with it. unusual, not programmed in the morning. Breathe out. Your body's there, so you can go back to that you can do breathing out. breathing in, breathing out just relax. Your mind has learned something. The energy has... We've learned how to hear something, know what it means, understand there's a message there, even bear the message in mind. It means we're coming to the end of something and you were saying, for just this moment, just unplug. Feel what it feels like. This is just a simple, silly little thing for a while, well, for a few, a minute or two, sometimes. which gives you taste. Can't define what that's like. Is it good or bad or Now no, this uh, is the possibility of discharge. So you're still alive. There's still vitality, but your energy is not being applied to anything. It's not being applied to doing anything, and specifically, not being applied to being somebody, to being something. Yeah? It's not being applied to conforming to everybody else, to doing it well, you can't do nothing well or not well <laughs> it's just like that. Uh, no, no, it's not the way so you're just learning to disengage. And then now what's then you can say what is useful? I've got some space now, choice. Okay I've got the message time to move, right, let's move. Now rather than jumping up, going to the body, your know, legs, muscles, push myself, come up. Same thing maybe as we do any other day, but now we're coming into the entire body to lift, get the whole thing. rather than pulling ourselves up with our heads, mind is already outside the door. When that bell was gone, one second after the bell's gone, the mind's already out. So they already dragging the body out. <laughs> so now we don't let the mind drag. it stay here. You get inside this body. Body's going to take you out the door. Okay. How does it do it? Lifting feet, plon plon. There we go. Hmm. So you're applying, you're disengaging from compulsive reflex energy into careful apply, careful application, careful attention to what's appropriate. Simple. And this means the energy is then being carefully handled, steadied, and monitored. How much energy do you really need? At which which part when you move your body how much you, what do you really need to where do you need to have your energy? Now the nature of energy is both these activations can be very uh, reflexive and reactive that's this mental habit, my psychological habit hmm? and that's something we can begin to take steps with. but there's also a bodily accumulation you could say like a bodily habit, but it's not really a habit, it's an accumulation. Right? This means that, as I was suggesting earlier, that by and large our normal, most of our activations are going to be coming into our hands, into our shoulders, into our faces, into our heads. We think, we plan, we talk, we look around, we shake things out, we think about something we sit in a chair, underneath the chin, doesn't matter, above the chin, everything up here. So you get the accumulation means that all your actual energy as a fundamental quality of vitality is pushed up into the head and the upper top of the body, sometimes not even below your, your heart. Sometimes not even below your throat, it just stays up here. And sometimes it gets really intense, it's just, It just doesn't even get below your chin or below your nose. <laughs> it just sticks up here. So this means it's it's uh, um, the energy is is quite um, imbalanced in terms of the body's quite unbalanced. Yeah. Overactive in certain areas underactive in other areas. This imbalance means it's very difficult to meditate uh, or to find um, a sense of bodily harmony, bodily well-being because your energy is not balanced. So when it's, And if energy when it's held in a particular zone, we get the experience called tension. And tension is energy that's trapped. You may think it's a stiff muscle. Why did the muscle get stiff? Because you put a lot of energy into holding it stiff. You didn't decide to, but when you uh, pushed a lot of energy up into your head and you kept going and you didn't take a break and you thought a lot, you held particular energies up in your head in a very fixed way and it stiffened up and you get it around your neck and the pain, tension gets very painful a lot of pain in your head, pain in your neck often you find yourself not able to sleep because the energy doesn't tra- trap frozen energy doesn't easily discharge. you see because it's, it's locked up. So it stays. We don't need it. it's still there. You don't want it up there, but it doesn't it's stuck up there. So so we come to sit still, huge amount of energy up top, nothing down below. And then you try and, then you just, all the energy goes, still going into thinking and planning. So, energy, frozen energy, tension, stuck. And this is the, say, the bodily accumulation, just as the mental accumulation is certain programs, certain compulsive activities, certain learnt strategies. That are intended to make me be effective, efficient, approved of, liked, whatever you know. Uh, and the bodily, so that's a, that's a, that habit, and it's never satisfied because there's always um, nature of the dukkha it's never satisfied, never completed. So we keep doing more, 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 another bit more, 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 another bit so it speeds up psychological and it's still not satisfying because it's not satisfiable self is slippery shadow you can't pin it down and yet it haunts you all the time the bodily accumulation is this sense of certain areas of your body being so energized they become frozen and stiff and tense, other parts of your body being so little energy they become numb, and you can't even feel them anymore. And the two uh, processes, bodily and mental, do uh, are coming from a similar, uh, uh, similar cause, stress, pressure, selfhood, uh, and so they're quite closely linked to each other. And similarly so because of that they can also be allayed and calmed and soothed and healed together. So we approach this mental psychology, the quality of warmth, acceptance, no pressure, spaciousness, kindness, goodwill, these qualities that tend to take the pressure away. Humility, not having to be perfect, not having to get things done properly on time, being softer, less critical of ourselves and others, we try to work with that, and at the same time we're also working with the body, and the two processes synchronize. When you're feeling very tense, your mind will tend to be tense. So sometimes you have to work from the bodily sense of it, just beginning to learn how to discharge the energy. Now, healthy energy, or well, the nature of energy, it's dynamic, and any energy has to both have an active aspect to it, and we could say a receptive or a passive, It's like breathing in and breathing out. That's a very uh, good track of what energy is about. It charges up, and then it it fades. It, it goes down. It goes up and down. That's that's the proper cycle. Right? You activate and you discharge. That's the proper cycle of energy. It discharges. It got a chance to soften and regenerate, and begin again. Rising, it char- means like switching on, rising up, and then switching off, softening, relaxing it. The two have to go together. You, know, you can't always do that But um, in terms of your day, but um, you can say, okay, do this, do this, then I'll spend half an hour just discharging. <sighs> you know? Now, unfortunately, many people's days don't are structured in that way. So it's you don't get the discharge time. Discharge time is lazy, wasting time could be doing something more useful. Or we don't know even how to discharge because the body is so frozen, it doesn't even know how to release its tension. So you have to actually work it to to you know you have to do some work on it to get it to to learn how to release its energy, its tension and this is something that uh, often why i teach uh, qigong energy work is because people's bodies do get so stuck Um, and it helps your energy to 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 release and discharge health energy so remember that activated and softens it and discharges and just to put those both in the same similar light the discharging energy is actually receptive. The receptive it means it can learn something. Because it's not it's not busy, it's not occupied, therefore it's open. Ooh. Active energy, yeah that's fine. That's the doer, but the doer has got an aim the, the, the quality of doing is not about being completely receptive because you've got something that's occupying. Right? So you occupy, you aim for that, that's fine. And you discharge, how is that? What's the results? Yeah. So if that, that cycle, that process of energy is properly cultivated then every time that we're able to relax, it's not just wasting time, it's actually a time to be wise. <laughs> Wisdom arises. And then you can apply. Okay, now I understand better, now I can apply that more clearly. And we can see that as people, by and large, people get more compulsive, they get less wise. The more compulsively driven a person's mind is, the the stupider it gets. To be blunt, (laughs) it means less receptive. You can see why do we have traffic accidents? People are driving at work or to get a crash. You don't actually notice the pedestrians or the cyclists because you're so driven on where you're going. People will be so driven that they don't notice their bodies. They don't notice that they're, they're, they're hungry. They don't notice their friends and neighbours. They don't notice their partner. Oh, yeah, 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 it's busy right now. <laughs> you know, because it's so occupied. So, by no means is is active energy the best. It has its purposes, but the discharge energy, the energy is quiet and receptive. That's where you really begin to get a sense of That was the result of that. That's how that happened. Uh, Discharge energy, when it comes, that's in your mind, in your body, your body goes into relaxing, feeling the body more fully, feeling more sensitive, feeling more alive, feeling more present. This is enjoyable. This is rather pleasant. There's nothing wrong with this. So it's not boring waste of time, nothing happening. It's this is a time for deeper, more sensitive wisdom. Okay, and now what do you want to do? Well, now, when you're wise, you do what wise person does. <laughs> and that depends, doesn't it? You look at every situation as no, don't think I'll bother with that. Yeah, I think I could do that. That looks useful. Yeah. No, bother. don't bother. Oh no, I've got to do this, i got to do that. Because I did it yesterday. Or everybody else is doing it. You know? No. Not yet. Maybe in an hour, but not right now. It doesn't fit, you know? So a wise person is always very spontaneous. They're not programmed. You know, to check. Also, how to check how much effort is needed. You know, so a compulsive person tends to blunder around, right? who so has got compulsive energy. They blunder around. You hear them walking across the floor why do you need to walk so hard <laughs> <laughs> bang the door crashes do you need to slam the door you yeah. know because they're just driven yeah they don't know the body the system doesn't know how much to do it just knows that more is better so thump 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 crash bang Oof, you know and uh, you know, that's, that's a person, who, the compulsive qualities are like that they make us less sensitive so we end up putting too much energy into things that don't require much energy yeah. or even not putting it into the right place so compulsive person often, they're oh, fumbling, their hands are fumbling because they haven't really gone into their hands, they've gone into their head what i want to do and they drop it because they're too busy thinking about how important it is to get it right i've really got to be mindful really be mindful of my walking oops kicked a rock rajin <laughs> samuelo's having this description he's he determined in his mind to be mindful of walking whenever he did that he stubbed his toe on something because <laughs> he was so determined to really get it right that he wasn't aware of his feet You don't need to be that determined to walk. (laughs) It doesn't require that kind of tight energy. Just relax, loosen up. Your feet know how to walk. How much energy is needed? The body knows exactly how much is needed. Your mind doesn't. But the mind is so often conditioned by more is better, faster is better. If in doubt, do it harder. Right? Work harder, drive faster, go better, quicker, better, faster, more or less better. So you don't need to do it. Right. So when you meditate with that mindset, can you imagine what your breathing's gonna be like? Breathe harder, be faster, more, <laughs> or relax harder. <laughs> Try and relax. Right, I've now been relaxed. <laughs> let go, let go. Stop. So, <laughs> your mind doesn't know how to do it. Your body does. Don't need energy there. Don't need energy in my hands. Don't need your energy in my face. Don't need energy there because they're nothing to do with breathing. I don't need a self to breathe. Self doesn't define my identity. A uh, breath doesn't define my identity. You don't have to be a good breather. <laughs> or the best breather or your breathing's better or more efficient than it was last year no it's breathing now these sound ridiculous but actually when you start to th- think about mindfulness of breathing you can unconsciously go into that mindfulness of breathing must be really, really, really special, important practice to do mindfulness of breathing and so let's we get it right if I get it right then probably by the end of the week I'll be in Samadhi so let's get that breathing right correct, effective and the self gets in there I don't want to get to the end of the week and find out I'm a failure because i never got a, enough mindful breathing to get into Samadhi oh no, the humiliation the pain, I would not be able to live with it Nobody else would know but I'd know. I don't want that. So I just want to get it right. Okay, get on top of this. Get that breathing right. Focus here, focus. What's the right system? Well, wow, breathing's really uncomfortable, isn't it? So these this is ways in which this self thing starts to come in. It it's a shadow that dogs all our actions. It's a shadow that we look around and see following us and we measure ourselves by the length of our shadow but it's a shadow it's behind you Where you actually are, is one step ahead of that. You are the moment of awareness, before the shadow gets cast, you are the moment when something occurs, when the sound strikes the mind. You are the moment of that, the shadow comes after it saying What was that about? Who am I? Why did I do this? How can I get it better? It's a shadow, it's behind you. It's not where you really are. You are the moment when awareness, contact arises in awareness. And there's a moment of resonance. That's where you are. You can't lead with a shadow. It's behind you. It's always behind you. However long and dark it is, it's behind you. You can't make it bright, it's a shadow. You can't, yeah? Keep moving, keep ahead of it, keep fresh, keep bright. Be the brightness of the moment. the shadow doesn't matter anymore it's no longer so activated and turbulent and wrathful and miserable so we raise so as we cultivate we begin to withdraw energy from absorbing into our shadows bring energy forward into the present we begin to release energy from our psychological compulsions We learn how to release, discharge energy from tension in our bodies. We feel more complete and whole and present. And then the present moment becomes our guide, our place of wisdom. We're receptive to it. We're attentive to it. Energy then is poised, vibrant, awakened ready to respond wherever response is necessary but guided through wisdom knowing you yeah? the discharge place for wisdom to arise and then we could be energy still there it's quiet it could be applied where it's necessary where it's helpful or i could just say let weight wait now no, just wait. Here, that's useful. Here, you're holding on, just relax that. Here, you're not present, come here, come in, stop spacing out, come back. Yeah. So you're applying meaningful effort, making a meaningful effort. It's often relatively subtle, just present, come back. Just put down that thought, bring up, come back into your body. So this way we're working on energy, it both works in terms of the body, in terms of the mind, and uh, we begin to release ourselves, or release this experience, this jitta, this moment of awakened awareness that continues to unfold. Jitta, awareness, we release that from these compulsive, programs of bhava, becoming, tanha, craving, clean, the stuck state, and all its habits, and self, and suffering. Hey, well, that's a lot to get down in one morning, isn't it? So we'll keep going through this time and time again in different ways, but I think I've given, if I give you any more words, it's gonna get messy. So let's pause for now. Then take a breath and do nothing for a few moments